Welcome back, everyone, to the Happy Spouse, Happy House podcast, where we are here to help you restore, transform, and revive your marriage. I'm Christina Robertson, and my husband, Brian, is here with us again today. Hi, baby. So we are excited because yesterday's episode was fire. We talked all about sex and intimacy, and it went way longer than we expected, but it was one of those topics that's like there's so much to talk about that we had to make a second part because it's, there's just so much. Like, we could talk about this for days well, and we days. We might hit a third or fourth part. Right. We might. We might have to because every time we think we're done, there's more topics that come up. So Literally, like right there, we just flipped. I was like, hey, we should read this, and then all of a sudden. We had just- a whole new thing. Whole new thing. So we're just going to roll right into it. We're going to pray and then we are going to just hop on into the topic. So Father God, we ask that in your name, we gather here today to speak on your word, to speak on the truth that you say about marriage and sex and intimacy and romance. You created it for something so good and so pleasurable. And we just don't fully understand the magnitude of how and why you created sex and marriage to be such a great thing. We all take it as a something that, you know, is dirty and perverted in this world, but really that's not what it's meant to be. It was meant for marriage and it's so beautiful within the confines of marriage, but Christians still aren't talking about it, God. So we're just asking that you just open us up to receiving this for for myself and my husband and everyone listening. Father, we also pray that, you know, if somebody is struggling in this area, we just pray that they can pick the pieces out and fit fit them into their puzzle. We know that sex is a big thing that people are struggling with. It it's it's being hijacked by the devil. Mm-hmm. There are couples that are struggling with this and we pray yes, for those couples. Yes, Jesus. And whatever they are going through, no matter whether it's the lack thereof or the lack of communication Mm -hmm. we just pray for couples and we pray that they can grow just from sex is a great place to start Mm -hmm. why not start at something that is fun so lord we just pray for them in jesus name yes god yes god amen all right so that was great that was good felt the spirit i love it so we want to talk today about the love manual <laughs> um, or the love chapter. The love chapter. And we want to talk about like romance and intimacy and and some of like it's intimacy outside sex. Because I think people hear intimacy and sex and they think it's all about being in the bedroom and just sex and just the act itself. But we don't talk about all the other stuff. They think it's just intertwined when it, it's literally it's it's branches off. And from the morning you wake up to when you go to bed, this should be something we're focusing on. I know not every minute of every day can we focus on sex and intimacy. I mean, I'm sure our husbands would love it. But yes, what, I'm, what I'm saying is, yes, it is something that we can't think about 24-7, but we need to be focusing on it throughout, as a, the day. throughout our day and make it a priority because if you're not like... The average man thinks about sex like what seven times a minute or something. I don't know, but something crazy. Some, it's like every three like seconds it. or something. It's I so it's so ridiculous. It's like kind of hard with you. That's kind of hard not to. You know, <laughs> <Stop>. Sorry. <laughs> um, it's just like one of those things where 
I think women and men, there's like definitely a rewiring thing going on or a, a wiring issue. Like men always want it and women don't. And it is vice versa for some people. But we just see more men wanting it. I think it's because women just get so like over stimulated by the wrong things. You, you want to know what I also think it is? I personally, this is what I think, is men don't receive gifts very often mm-hmm. men are usually you know judged and belittled and they don't receive gifts so when a man marries a woman and he receives this beautiful flowering gift you know he wants to enjoy it mm. and it can be hard for someone when that gift is not filling an expectation so you mean it's like getting a car without being able to drive it so to speak of course I don't mean it in that way but it's like or it's like it's always like got something wrong where where he can't ride it around again I don't mean it to sound like an innuendo but it kind of works out but I see what you're saying though why why, I mean that's a why would I not want to enjoy this precious gift that was given to you and that God put in your life put in he put this woman in my life and in the bible it says to have sex so he created something fun mm-hmm. he created something good he created something in his image mm-hmm. he created something special he gave something special between the two of us and i feel like men try to soak that up because the world is so hard on men mm-hmm. i'm not saying women don't have a hard time either the world is very hard on women, mm-hmm. you know, but men, I feel like it, one, it feels amazing. So why would I not want to do that? It, it's something that's fun. Why would I not? It's You go to an amusement park. Why? Because you want to ride the rides. You want to have fun. You want to enjoy your time there. I, I think it's like the world has, like, men are these, like, tough, burly, like, guys that have no emotions and they can't. They can't want anything like, oh, all they want is sex. Like we just, we could throw guys out like, oh, you know, they just want sex. So that's all they care about. There are a lot of men out there that do care about only sex. And I'm not talking about those guys. I'm talking about the genuine guys who just want to marry and have children and live a life with somebody. They want to be connected. They want that connection because, and I find this a lot. I'm not saying it's every situation, but it's, I, I hear this a lot, a lot, a lot. The reason men are usually very into sex or very, like, need that connection is because there was something lacking in their childhood. They lacked the love or the, the even hugs or physical attention. Right here. I was, I, I lacked all of it. I was never told I was a good kid. I was never told I love you. I was never told all of this stuff. So from a young age, I was seeking the female aspect. I mean, from the time that I, I don't know, probably, I don't know. I always got in trouble because I was always trying to hit on girls in first grade. I was, <laughs> I saw, you know, trying to send them notes and stuff. Just, you know, one, trying to explore the world, but two, being young, dumb, and not knowing anything. But, you know, once I got to of the age where I could participate in sex and stuff like that, and especially around high school and middle school, and it's like, I was always seeking the female attention or seeking the female body. Granted, and this is this is one thing is I think why men 
hold on to it is yeah you're out there in high school yeah you got you have fun with this girl you have fun with this you do this or you you date this girl for a while but it's you're empty but you're fulfilled when you get married and we're not justifying those actions we're not saying no that you should have sex outside of marriage realistically most people do toots toots totes to you <laughs> if you wait until marriage i i wait i wish i had waited just because that like build up and that like mystery of it um so i mean we're gonna share like our lives like we both were not virgins when we married each other or met each other in fact and you know it i think and i it was a similar situation but in a different kind of way for me like uh, it's a very hard subject to really want to open about like publicly but like i didn't really have a father in the sense that a girl should have a father I don't really want to get into the whole details, but like I had a father, but not in a manly kind of way, not in a way that a, a, a young girl needs a father figure. So I sought male attention because I needed that male attention that I didn't give or get. And yes, I should have been looking to a heavenly father. And that's kind of the reason like I just stepped away from the, the church and God for so many years because I just remembered like, you know, I was, you know, hypocrites and blah, blah, and all the things we say about Christians and churches. But anyways, I was seeking that male attention. So it was kind of ironic that we found each other because we were both seeking the attention of the other. Anyways, so. Well, high five on that because thank you. Yeah. I appreciate it. I mean, it's just by sheer, like, happenstance that we actually, like. No, it wasn't sheer happenstance. It was <laughs> God's plan luckily i remembered your phone number it was only by god's grace that i got that number right and called you baby so no god had that ordained for us oh well i know and and the thing about it is is like i think the other part of marriage and and sex and intimacy and romance is it's something we have to work on every Constantly. single day again i keep saying this you don't get married and everything's figured out and great. You have to, it's a commitment you have to make and work on every single day. It, marriage only makes your life harder because at one point you were one person doing whatever you wanted on your timeline by yourself and then you decide, well, this person's really awesome and I want to get to know them and I get married and then they have their timeline. Mm -hmm. They have their things they like they to do. They have their expectations so you and their gotta, hobbies. You got to work to make that together so with that being said let's look at this song of songs a chapter in the bible strictly meant for sex and love and marriage yes i want to make one comment on what you just said marriage is hard and it will be hard but it's a blessing when you can figure out how to work together and make it all right yes indeed so song of songs um, I'm in my amplified version again because I love this and I'm, I want to read the couple bits on here that talks about like the themes and like the explanations and the importance. Um, I'm not going to actually read Song of, Song, Song of Songs because here's the thing. It's a very intimate, very graphic for the Bible chapter. So actually before you get started, yeah, I challenge both, whoever's listening, if it's a male, I challenge you to read it by yourself if it's a female i challenge you to read it by yourself 
and then I challenge you to read it together because we have done this. We, She has read a chapter, I've read a chapter, and then she goes, oh, I got this and I got this, and then we read it together. And because God says where two or more come together, in his, it's in, in his name. In His name, there I am in the midst. There I am. So when we have read the chapter together, He pointed out stuff to both of us, mm-hmm. and I was like, I didn't see that, and she was like, I definitely didn't see it. Mm-hmm. So I challenge you to read this, and then have your spouse read it, and then read it together. Mm-hmm. Because kind of like two. Shall become one. You shall hey. become one. Boom, done. With, with God at the center of it. Exactly. Man, you are getting good at this, babe. I'm trying. Man, I love it. So in the in the Amplified Version, it talks a little bit about... Um, I, I actually was just reading this as he was talking, and I'm like, ooh, I should read this part too, because this is good. This talks about what Song of Songs is about. Saturated with stories of sex, sexual escapades, secret rendivinous and extramarital affairs. Was that rendezvous? Rendezvous. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. See that <laughs> we. <laughs> that is why we are here I read together. <laughs> <laughs> secret rendezvous. <laughs> I'm fired. Um. And extra, and extramarital affairs. Today's media preach that immorality means freedom, perversion is natural, and commitment is old-fashioned. Ooh, isn't that on point? Yeah. Sex created by God and pronounced good in Eden has been twisted, exploited, and turned into urgent, illicit, casual, and self-gratifying activity. Love has turned into lust, giving into getting, and lasting commitment into no strings attached. In reality, sexual intercourse, the physical and the emotional union of male and female, should be holy, a holy means of celebrating love, producing children, and experiencing pleasure protected by commitment of marriage. Right there. We even said it. Experiencing pleasure, love, fun, all of it. God thinks sex is important, and scripture contains numerous guidelines for its use and warnings and about its misuse. And sex is always mentioned in the context of a loving relationship between husband and wife. And we talked about it last uh, episode perhaps the highlight of song of songs the intimate story of a man and a woman their love courtship and marriage solomon probably wrote this song in his youth before being overtaken by his own obsession with a woman's sex and pleasure so uh, it really is talking about how the world has perverted everything and and again uh, christians aren't talking about it because i think we just they have put such a bubble around it that says it's bad it's dirty it's self-gratifying it's it's illicit it's casual sex like we if we start talking about it more in this context of marriage we can really open the doors on it um and it also says that there there has been much debate over the meaning of this song some say it is an uh out i can't read today so allegory allegory yep of god's love for israel or for the church and, I've, and that is a good point, too, and we'll get, get into that. Others say it is a literal story about married love, but in reality, it's both. It's a historic story with two layers of meaning. On one level, we learn about love, marriage, and sex, and on the other, we learn about God's overwhelming love for his people. As you read Song of Songs, remember that you are loved by God and commit yourself into seeing life, sex, and marriage from his point of view. That is such a good so, point. So I wasn't right going to read that part, but, ooh, I'm so glad I did. So right there, it's saying... We have to look through God's eyes at this. Yes. 
We, we can't sit here and look through the world's eyes. We have to take off those worldly glasses, put on our God glasses. And I'm telling you, pray before this because God can open your eyes and your hearts and your minds to things that you never even thought of when you're in that spirit. I'm ready to go pray with you when we're done here. Babe, <laughs> stop. <laughs> Why? Um, okay, so it talks about themes. So it says, um, sex is God's gift to his creatures. He endorses sex but restricts its expression to those committed in marriage together. So that's what we were talking about boundaries last time. As long as it's between you two, nobody else, it's good. Everything is free. Everything is free. Thing. As long as you two are agreed, it unifies you, it creates intimacy, and you're having fun. God wants sex to be motivated by love and commitment, not lust, for mutual pleasure and not just pure selfish enjoyment. So that means, again, you're not sitting here doing something selfishly, but you and your partner are mutually having pleasure and having fun. Now, go ahead. Uh, I Hearing that is, you know, if you do, say you, you do it in the morning and it, it puts you in the mood for later, that's different. Mm -hmm. You know, it, you're doing it to to help get that mood going. Mm -hmm. You know, so it, it's, try to keep it together, but when you can't, because you want to, try, you, it's one of those things, it's gonna happen. You know, mm -hmm. a, a husband may go in the shower, a wife may go in the shower, use her best friend in the shower head, who knows. It, <laughs> it, oh gosh. It, it's it's one of those things that know, it will happen. I know. But hopefully that you can then come back from that and come together. But I mean, that at that point you could be like, listen, you know, I was in the shower and this just happened. Right. And it, spur of the moment. Yeah. And some, and you know, some spouses will be like, well, that's hot. And some might be, well, I, that kind of makes me feel left out. And it's like, okay, you know what, just talk about but it. But there you go. There's the communication Right, it's like, again. okay, well, I didn't realize that hurt you. Maybe next time you can join me in the shower. Right. You know what I mean? Hop like, in there, share, save some water. And and it's it's something like, and, and this is what we were saying, the power of love requires more than the language of feeling to protect it. Sexual expression is such an integral part of selfhood that we need boundaries of marriage to safeguard the love marriage is the celebration of daily commitment to each other daily commitment okay you may not be having sex every day but you need to make a daily commitment to be intimate in one way or another and even if it's as simple as a i love you babe text that is one of those things that like here, and here's the thing. I am a words of affirmation, acts of service, gifts kind of girl. You don't have to do a lot to impress me. I honestly love the little things. The little things are what get me. When you text me and say, babe, I'm thinking about you and I miss you so much and I love you so much. My whole day is like, oh, I got, I'm in a, I'm in a good mood. Like well, I got a great day. I can't do that because I'll text you every five minutes. And I <laughs> I know. But I, then there's boundaries. You gotta, you gotta be then, careful. Oh, yeah. Yep. And and it's like romance keeps it interesting and, you know, and and keeps marriage flowing, but the commitment keeps romance from dwindling away. Like, you have to be able to it's do constant, those... It's constant work. It is. It is. Daily work. And you have to be able to say, okay, you know, and if you're having an off day communicate like be like listen i'm honestly having an off day so if i seem like i'm not giving you the attention you need i apologize i'm not meaning to but i'm in a funk we have that sometimes i'm like i'm in a funk i just like one day i messaged him this while he was away last week and i said listen 
The kids drove me bonkers this evening. They were loud. They get, they literally were in my face every five seconds. I need to take a shower and be by myself for a little while because I'm overstimulated and I can't even handle my thoughts right now. So, so I let you go. I was ready to go to bed. <laughs> I, I literally, I had hopped in, into bed, turned the lights out, and was like, she needed her time. That's fine. Okay. And the next thing I know, ring, ring. <laughs> I... And- Yes, yes, yes. And I, I, I called him and I video chatted with him. That is something we've had to do as a long distance. That's something we can talk about too in this episode if you want to, or we can take yeah, it into why, another relationship. Why not? Or another, I think that's another episode. Long distance relationships are hard. So. Oh, yeah. Long distance, we can talk about it in this, but long distance will be a, a whole episode on itself. Right. So we've had to adapt since we haven't been able to be together. We still require each other that three times a week, whether we're together or not. So we... We try to make the best effort we can. Right. So just for him to say, you know, it's okay, babe. I totally understand. And let me have my time to just... Like, I, all I needed was a little bit of time. I got my shower. I felt great. I sat down. And I was, like, in a good mood. So you have to allow your spouse that time to just get there because... Again, life is crazy. We have kids, we have jobs, we have school, we have homeschool, we have farms. We have sports. We have, and yeah, we have sports and soccer and karate and all this you got, junk business you, meetings, church, you name it. I mean, life is like a tornado. You, you're you being pulled in one direction, pulled in the next direction. This kid's got to go here. This kid's got to go here. But I got to be at But this you know meeting. what? That brings a good point. We are overcomplicating our lives. We are over stimulating and making our lives so busy that we're not prioritizing the important things. I will say this up and down all day long. I don't care if you disagree with me or not. God, spouse, children. That is how it should go. That is how it should go. Because you know what? When you grow up, your kids grow up. If you're not maintaining this romance and this intimacy, when your kids are all gone, you're going to regret not doing this the whole time. It's hard. But you know what else is hard? Getting at the end of your kids being gone or your kids leaving and there's nothing there. Choose your hard. I always say that. Every, life is hard no matter what you choose. You just got to choose which hard you want to take. Not even that. I mean, you think about, you know, the extreme of that is divorce and that's horrible. Yeah, like you get to the but, end of your marriage. Oh, the kids are gone. We can divorce now because we have nothing left. But like, think about oh you've gosh. been married for let's 10, 20, 30 years you want to go back into the dating world at that point? Yeah, no. No. Mm-mm. It's just easier to figure out how to work with that person. You've spent so much time right. building this great, you know, building with. Yeah, and it's like, why, why, and, ugh, I'm going to get heat for this, but that's okay because it needs to be said. Kids are a huge priority. I understand they didn't ask to be here. And they didn't plan their life on earth. We planned it by coming together. God planned it by letting it happen. You say sometimes they come not planned. Well, yes. <laughs> but what I'm, what my point is. Right. If children. I think we have a huge problem in this society where children are put as the high, the highest priority in a family. And then we have entitled children, we have spoiled children, and then we have a um, a bitterness and a, a background of like becoming roommates with each other 
because we're not connecting because we're treating the kids on this big pedestal and then the spouse gets put to the wayside and we're not really realizing that the feelings there is like, hey, I was here first and now you're just going to kick me aside for all these kids. I have had so many people on my TikTok and I told you, and I told you about this, guys, the, the last uh, episode four or five or whatever. Um, people really were like getting on me because I said that my kids weren't at the top. And you know what? I don't care what you have to say about it. There's a, there's a line for a reason because I can't be the best wife and mom to my children if my, my attention and my everything that I need for my husband's lacking. My husband can't then provide for a family and want to go to work and do all these things and be a good dad if he's not getting attention from his, he can, yes, he can do those he things. He can and he will, but he won't want to. He'll want to come home and sit in the car for 10 to 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. Just contemplating his life going, does this woman really love me? And I've, we've been there. We, we had five kids. And, you know, I, I put such an emphasis on when they're young, take care of them. Of they need you. Of course. You know, they, you, you breastfed them. So yeah. it was they need you more than me. Right. But when they go to bed, I understand you were, you were real tired because, I mean, they were literally draining you. Not just of milk, but just of energy and everything. But... You know, it comes down to that that last little gas left in the tank yep, yep. to to make it work, to keep, you know, the romance or try. I understand it was hard. And, you know, we kind of, it did hit us for a while when we had the, our last three. Mm -hmm. And I would sit in the car and just be like, do I even really want to go in? Mm -hmm. Do I, do, I mean, I'm not a priority here. And even recently, it, it and nothing that you were doing, just the work was so consuming and being gone. Mm -hmm. I didn't feel like I was ever home. I we bought a house and I go, I don't even live there. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I don't know my family because I'm not home. So, it, it, that wasn't your fault. Mm -hmm. That was all on me and me doing that. But it's one of those things where. You got to work at it. And, you know, when the kids did take the precedence, I, I felt neglected a lot. I think I went too far into that being a mom um, that I wasn't thinking about you. But that's okay. But, but no, but I also I think it was this. You, you kind of hit it because you seemed so, like, understanding about it that well, yeah. I, I took advantage of your of your 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 kindness and your patience because I was like oh well he's okay with it so I can just so I kept putting it off and putting it off and putting and, it off and you know what and I didn't realize till later you you want to know what I wasn't we were both at fault because I didn't communicate to you that this was a problem mm -hmm. I buried it mm -hmm. um I also it comes to the what you do for your spouse you you sit there and say it's okay it's okay. It, it may not be okay, but you're still telling them, it's okay, I understand. You know, it, it's the forgiveness factor. Absolutely. Just because it happened. I mean, look, we're better now. Mm -hmm. But, you Absolutely. know, it, in the moment, it, it can be hard. 
Well, and here's the thing too. You made the excellent point about when kids are babies. And I think when they start to get to that age where they can be more self-sufficient, it starts to change. Mm -hmm. But this is my encouragement to parents. Um, and, And sometimes people hate on me for this because they're like, let kids be kids. I totally get that. But also kids need to learn structure and responsibility. They need to learn how to be self-sufficient in some way. Because when they grow up, we have too many kids nowadays going out into the world who have no idea how to cook grilled cheese or to do their own laundry. And that's freaking sad. I'm sorry, but it is. And so I think when the kids get of age, we need to start teaching them, this is how you do this. You can pour your own juice. It's okay. Like teach them that stuff. Because then you're not like every second a slave to your children. I understand as a parent, that's your job. Right. But you also have to teach them self-sufficiency so that you can have some sanity. You, you also kind of have to let them. I mean, we're kind of getting off, but you right. kind of need to let them learn to do stuff themselves. Right. Exactly. You Be know, self-sufficient let them, in some way. Uh, let them fail yep. or let them do something something dangerously safe. Dangerous carefully. Yeah. Dangerous carefully. We saw that and said, you, kids are going to learn by doing dangerous yep. stuff carefully. You can't let them not do anything dangerous just because you're fearful. Right. Again, we're going off on a tangent here, but it creates a point when we come back to it. But you have to make sure that in the same respect, and I'm going to say this as a side note because this is important because this was a problem that I had. You also have to make sure of self-care, ladies, because you're going to give your all to everybody else but yourself. And I even have a friend, love her dearly, who is going through the same freaking thing that I went through. She's just doing it a couple years later. She's giving everything to her kids. And she one day she woke up and was like, what am I doing with my life? Who am I? I don't enjoy. I've put everybody else's needs before mine. All my kids are five and older. And now I feel empty. He, she's emptied her cup out. And because, she, and because your spouse is not there to help fill that back up. Yep. Yep, she's in a place where her and her spouse are not in the greatest relationship. They're together for the kids and they're not really loving and intimate. But here's the thing is, you, my husband told me this, you can't fill from an empty cup. If you're empty, you cannot fill someone else up when you are bone dry. So you have to make sure that this, I mean, this goes with it. You want to be intimate and romantic, but if you can't even get yourself together because you're so worn out, it's a problem. So you got to figure out whatever that is for you. That could be, I like to get massages and my nails done and going have Starbucks every day. That could be self-care. Or it could be, I just want to read a book in silence for 20 minutes. I want to take a bath without sitting on baby toys and having anyone screaming while I'm in the bathtub. I got this one for the moms. How about use the bathroom without, <laughs> without anyone? any children? I tell you, when we moved into our house and I had my own bathroom, I was like, this is a godsend because I can use the bathroom without having to even shut my bathroom door. Like, my bathroom door could be open to my bedroom and no one will come in and bother me. That's like, and we take those things for granted. Like, simple pleasures like, oh, yeah, eight hours of sleep and using the bathroom. Like, we have to be able to say, how do I, what do I need to do, though? Because we're going to roll back into this. What do I need to do, men and women, to take care of myself in order to be the best I can for my spouse. It's hard to be intimate and romantic and all these things when you have nothing in your cup. It's kind of hard to want to buy flowers when the wife hasn't shown you any love. It's kind of hard to want to cook dinner for a man who has been, you know... Nothing but mean. Mean, but, you know, it's... 
we do it anyways because we love them, but it's, it's, it takes it a step further. Sex is not just inside the bedroom. Mm-hmm. Intimacy starts outside the bedroom. Yeah. So what are some things that you can do outside of the bedroom that creates intimacy? I would say for me as a woman, the texting, love notes, um, like you just leave me, I love you note on the mirror or something, or um, even like I took your car and put gas in it and I, and I got it washed and I cleaned it out. Like that's hot. Like to me, that's like, that's so like thoughtful or, you know, I, um, I made you lunch or I don't know, just small. Yeah, that's the thing. For, for men, it's you've got your favorite snack or you got your favorite food or whatever. And, you know, you have packed my lunches for me quite often. Um, and when you just see that one thing, that those fruit snacks or, you know, just homemade the, cookies. or homemade cookies or the pie, it's like, thanks, babe. Like you, you get to when you hit lunch and you're like, you want to take a picture of it and send it to her and say, thank you so very much. Uh-huh. You know, it, for men, you know, I, I'm a blue collar guy, so I, you know, this might relate to some, it might not. It's sending us a picture, (laughs) a naughty picture makes us think you're thinking about us. Even if you're not, and you just said, I look damn goodness. Look (laughs) at me. Yeah. I bought this, but you send it to us. We may, even if you're not thinking about us. Yeah. We're sitting here going, she looks hot. Yeah. What, you know, that makes them, that man then pick up some flowers or pick up dinner that night and go, you know what? Something's going to happen. I'm backing this up. And this is not just for me, but I've heard this from a lot of people. A sexy picture in the middle of the day when it's least expected will do wonders (laughs) for your intimacy. Yes, indeed. Okay. And it doesn't even have to be something super risky either. If you're not one of those people who likes this, you know, because the world being what it is today and sharing that stuff across social media, I I get it. But that doesn't mean you can't do something sexy. You know what your spouse likes. And if you don't, communicate and find out. Find out what what turns them Just on. Just pop like, one of the tatas out. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I mean, if you're having an argument, you know, that's... I mean, men, <laughs> men are like little babies. You know what? The babies, they if they're a breastfed baby, man, they know what those boobs are. <laughs> you know what? A man's the same way. Well, and it's like... They, they are mesmerizing. They are visual creatures. Yes. So having visuals is very important to them. Not, and if it's not for your man, that's okay. We're just saying these are examples. This is what we have dealt with. So you, as your spouse, either you know or you need to find out. Right. And maybe you could just do something and see how they respond. Like, yeah. Here, and here's the thing. This is why love languages are so important. Try everything. You need to find out the love language because I, I even created an idea guide. I have it on my link. I believe my, my link might be in my bio. If it's not, it's going in there right after this. Click the link on my bio and go down to Love Languages Idea Guide. It has lots of different ideas of simple things you could do. Here's the thing about it. You don't have to spend hundreds of dollars to impress somebody. It's a thought. It's really the thought. Do I love when my husband buys me things? Duh. Doesn't every woman. But. You want to know what? It could be a a $5 pair of panties. A brand new pair. (laughs) I mean, it doesn't have you to know be what? But it also could be, hey, I saw your favorite drink that I know it's hard for you to find. I yeah. found it at the convenience store and I brought it home for you. Yeah. Dude, 
when that happens, I'm like, yes, like that's awesome. Because, you know, there's always things that you can't find in certain places, different states. He goes to different states and finds different things. You know, it's it's the thought that counts. Like, you really have to think, what is your partner's trigger? What's their love language? What do they love? Like, like I said, acts of service is mine. If my husband goes and does something that I have either expressed an interest in or I need something built and he does it, that's like, yes. Like, I didn't even have to nag him, which I don't nag him, but I'm saying I didn't have to, like, repeatedly ask for something. Now... We did come to the point where we were at, we, again, we didn't know each other's love language for a long time. So I was trying to give the love language that I wanted to him and he gave his to me and we were both super frustrated because we were like, why do you not love me? You were, <laughs> you were giving me gifts and I was never giving gifts as a child. And so, he was not a gift person. So I'm going, why in the heck are you getting this for me? This is not what I want. And he's... His is physical. His at the time, that time, was physical touch. That was the first one. I was like, "Why are you touching me all the time?" I was so overstimulated <laughs> by babies and children touching me. I was like, "Stop touching me!" Like, I was sensory overload. So we we <laughs> were sending each other in the, the wrong, wrong direction. direction. It was so bad. And then I was like, "Love languages." I was like, "Oh my gosh!" We figured these out, and holy crap, night and day difference. Like, I know that he knows that gifts for me is something that I love. It's. My, and it's funny because they've changed. So you got to make sure you take it every once in a while. But like for me, it's the act of service and the quality time. Like I'm like, you know what? We could sit in a room and watch a show for hours. And if I'm just able to touch you, I'm cool. If I'm able to be next to you, I'm cool. I don't have to have this whole intricate thing. Play just, with his beard, rub it. his head. Doesn't have to be something crazy. It's just being touched. I mean, that that is one right there is just being touched. You know, I, I, yes, I am more physical intimacy, but just the fact of you just rubbing my head, rubbing my face. Spacking you know, your butt. I, I mean, I don't <laughs> mind. You know, you, you just simple, like, just, like you said, just spending time is... is Especially when time is something that you don't have much of. Or you can never get or back. Or you can never get that time back. Right. So, you know, it's it's one of those things where it's very simple. Mm-hmm. But we make it so complex. We make it so complicated. I don't know why we... Like, we're... Humans are just horrible. Like, we're horrible. So... It's like, you know... And, and, here, and here's the other thing. Valentine's Day is coming up. I know I told I said if some of you don't honestly like want to participate in it because it's commercialized all this stuff great that's fine. Valentine's Day honestly in my opinion should be something little every day in one way or another or at least a couple times a week. But I know that a lot of people have struggles in this area of what to do for Valentine's Day. Either you're balling on a budget, you aren't creative, you don't have a babysitter or something. So here are some basic ideas that you can do uh and and it's uh, based on the different things uh different categories you can do different things so first of all if you're balling on a budget and you're like dude i don't have a lot of money to spend i can't people with like a gift um a love language i will tell you it has nothing to do with the price of the gift it's the thought put into it here's a simple one Pick up one of those empty Amazon boxes that we know that everybody has in their house. Guilty. You know, draw a picture. Write a note. Wrap it up. If you can't wrap it up, put a bow on it. Yeah. And give it as a gift. One, 
I have done this, she will look at it as you put thought into it. Exactly. You know, if you both are on the same page, you know darn well money's an issue. Yeah. So you know what? Go with a simplified gift. Write her a love letter. Write her something that you... Hey, I want to do this with you. Or I want to try this. Hey, remember when we talked about this? Hey, let's... I want to take you on a vacation. I don't know when we will or I don't know if we can. But you know what? Let's try it. You know, and another thing is like... Again, this is something that's like, it's not super expensive. You could get all your favorite pictures of each other. Go on walmart.com. They will deliver now. You can get nine cents a copy. Have them sent to your home. Go to the dollar store and get frames if you want or make a picture book. Of all the fun times you have as a memory, there's one thing. Again, dollar store is great. You can make like a little care package. Ba- like me, I love mugs because I love coffee. You give me a cute little mug and st- stick some chocolate in it or like a single rose or something um, or pens and or journals. Dude, I'm, dude I'm, I'm sold. I'm like, thank you. I love it. Like that's so simple. You don't have to overcomplicate it. Like it's really not that hard. And, you know, if you want to do something on Valentine's Day, uh, Send the kids to bed, obviously. This is all send the kids to bed. Hit them with the gummy of... Uh, <laughs> yeah, melatonin. Melatonin. <laughs> um, but take the time to get the kids to bed. What I like to do is I like to make something fun for the kids, like heart-shaped pancakes or something fun for dinner. Get them off to bed, and then I say, okay, we will either um, make dinner, order out, um, and bring it in. And then what, what... Like, this is one thing we want to do this year is... We have this beautiful living room with this nice fireplace. We just want to lay out in front of the fireplace and turn it on and just have that time together. You can make chocolate-covered strawberries and feed them to each other. You could give each other massages. You, you could do a little sex in the city with some sushi. Yeah, you could put some... Oh, ooh, I hadn't thought about that. Of course <laughs> you did. Sushi for Valentine's Day it is. Got it. Um... <laughs> And, you I know, thought, honestly, I thought that's what you were saying when you were like, I've got some ideas. I was like, yes. I actually didn't think about that, but, you know. You I, love sushi? I love sushi. I could, ex- I, I, could, I could go for that. I can go for sushi anytime. <laughs> Anyways. Sam's Club. Let's yeah. <laughs> Create, like, a picnic on your living room floor. Yeah. Just, like, make it intimate. If you have a truck, hey, put a, a blow-up mattress in the back, throw some sheets and pillows on it, and lay in a spot where you can look at the stars and just... Talk about all the fun memories you've had. Bring some champagne. Go to Walmart and get a $5 bottle of wine. I don't care. It don't matter. But there are simple things you can do. If you're bowling on a budget, the cheaper you can go, the better. I get it. But put some thought into it. Don't just throw, don't just throw it together because you're like, oh, I don't know what to do. Try something different. Try something different. Now, if it's a babysitting issue, again, cook something at home together. Maybe there's something you guys can do, like cook together. One thing we love doing is, is like fondue at home. We love that. So that's actually something that's pretty simple actually to do. It just takes a lot of prep. But you guys can prep together, feed each other the fondue and the it, chocolate the, and all that the stuff. The good thing about it is you're, when you're sitting there helping prepare dinner, you're still you're touching your spouse. Mm-hmm. You're in close contact. And so right there, you're just starting that fire. You're, right. You're touching them. You're you're saying, I can't wait to have this. I'm sure it's going to be great. You're you're already setting the mood for w- whether it's an anniversary, Valentine's right, Day, right. What, whatever. These all work. But yeah. It's, you're setting that mood. You're setting also the expectation. Mm-hmm. You're kind of putting that out there going, I'm trying. I'm right. doing this. Right. You know. 
let's see how far this will go. And and so you know, there's uh, there's ton- like I have tons of things you could do at home. Like you could play a sexy board game. There's tons of games you can play. You can find date night cards. I actually have those in the link in my bio. You can buy those. Um, you could do like a. You could do. Um, I don't know. There's tons of stuff you can find out there. Uh, uh, write each other a note and then give it to each other, like in front of each other. We, um, you know, we we've got a pool table. You know what? We'll play strip poker. Strip poker, yeah. Strip pool yeah. and strip poker, strip pool. You know, it's a, just a, a fun game. I mean, if you've got it in your house, yeah. use it. Right. I, I'm sure every person has a deck of cards in their house. I mean, for us, we found one of those inflatable hot tubs. We talked about this last episode briefly. But um, we found this inflatable hot tub, the, like, Soyuz Spa or whatever, for 200 bucks at Walmart. It was on clearance because it was the end of the season. Every time we get into it, we're like, this is the best freaking decision we've ever made. Like, this thing was awesome. The first night in it, we spent two hours in it just talking and laughing. It was great. And, and you we we didn't we weren't even intimate that night yeah but we just the fact that we were together yeah we had something fun that we would soon later become intimate with but it's just it's very it, fun it, it, yeah it's fun relaxing the, the lights are flashing yeah and the bubbles are going we were know, like this is so fun i don't remember if we were wearing clothes or not but you know what it didn't matter because <laughs> we were just having fun yeah you know, and that's and a, that's a big thing is a lot of couples forget how to have, how fun. To have fun. How you got to think back when you were first dating, mm-hmm. you would chase your spouse, whether you were the man or the woman, you would chase them or you would try to find out where they were or Do all, all fun the fun things. things. Go, you know, go hang out at um, Dunkin Donuts or go hang out at what's that? Uh, I don't know, any like a coffee shop, and just uh-huh. hang there for, you know, hours, and just do stuff. You know, go you you go up to your local school and just swing on the swings together. Mm-hmm. You yep. know, be you know, remember staying out late and just driving around. We love to take long drives at night, especially when it was snowy. Like we love driving around in the snow. It's just so pretty. I mean, just driving in general. We just go out and just drive for go hours. Go explore. Go find a new restaurant. Go do something that you've never done before. Go, you know, and, and this is like if you have if you don't have a budget issue and you're just in a creative problem, go to an escape room. Find one of those um, blind uh, dinner restaurants. I'm still scared to do or, that because I have to see what I or eat. Or do but... the blind dinner at home. Yeah. Ooh, that's a good Blindfold idea. yourself. Yeah. And like, you know, feed each other. Be like, what's this? You know, all that yeah, kind I of mean, stuff. I mean, right there, you're... If that's something new. It, <laughs> that's something new. If you're feeding each other and you're sitting close, you know, let your feet wander. Let right. your hands wander. Right. You know? It's very you, intimate. Yeah. do that. I mean, you could go, you could go crazy and go, you know, indoor skydiving or something, whatever you like. But one thing, in terms of a gift, and this is something that, like, you don't necessarily have to have like a big budget to do this, but this is something that I, I actually did this for my husband last year, and I thought it was actually really clever and fun. I don't know if he thought it was clever and fun, but I did the five senses gifts. So I gave him a gift for each of the five senses: smell, see, taste, touch, and. Hear, hearing. Taste. Hear, hear. Whatever the five senses are. I, I swear huh. to you I know them. I don't know, but I, uh, I don't remember it because I have a horrible memory. Okay, so I gave him, 
He had been wanting like Dr. Squatch soap. We had talked about that for so long. So that was smell, I think, because it was, it smelled really good. Uh Um, Hearing, I believe I made you that uh, playlist of all like the love songs Uh and like the the songs that we used to like know, like you can make a playlist or you can give them like, like expensive headphones or something. Um, Taste was, I believe, well, usually what I do is I would like make him like his favorite dessert or I usually make him like. We make sugar-free Reese's because we try not to eat a lot of sugar. So he likes those. Um, C was a piece of lingerie I think I wore while I gave him the gifts. <laughs> um, I remember that one. And uh, C, taste, touch. And touch was, um, I don't remember what it was. I don't know. Touch you, maybe? No, it was something you could touch. I don't remember what it was, but if you go on Pinterest and look up the five senses gifts, it'll give you some really cool ideas on what you can do for the five senses. Um, I think it's just a very creative and different way to do things. The other thing you can do, and, and this not necessarily for Valentine's Day, but you could do this for anniversary, birthday, whatever, it's the punch box um, gift. You basically give a little punch box thing that has numbers on it and you buy a bunch of gifts and you put numbers one through whatever you want to do. You could do it how old they are, how many days until their birthday or anniversary. And every time they punch something, it says a number and it correlates with that gift and they get a new gift each day. So it's kind of like a way, like if gifts is one of those things that you can like give gifts and stuff like that. So, I mean, there's tons of things you can do. A lot of my ideas, I actually just looked on Pinterest and said gift ideas because I was like, I don't know what to do. My husband is someone who is like really different than I am in terms of his likes. So for me, like I could literally buy him like all the tools in the world and like toolboxes and stuff. And I'm like, that has no interest to me. <laughs> I don't know as much about them as I'd like to for to know what he likes. We're still, I'm still working that out. Yeah, you're supposed to find out and do things that your spouse I know, loves. I know, I know. We're getting and there. Enjoys. I'm telling you, we're doing it with them. We know. <laughs> but like, my husband likes to buy me things that make my life easier, which I appreciate. Like, don't don't buy your wife appliances. I'm like, huh, please buy me all the appliances. That is totally my jam. I mean, he bought me a mixer for Christmas, and I'm, I'm loving it because I use it all the time. That was such a help to me. So it's like, you need to know what your spouse's thing is. I got but, you a Blackstone, too. That helps. Well, that, that yes. helps speed, uh, speed everything up. Uh, yeah, but that's also for you. So that's kind of like a double gift. Uh, but yeah. anyways. It's a gift that keeps on giving. Keeps on giving. <laughs> Unless you run out of propane like we did today. And then, you know. No, we had a backup. <laughs> yeah, kind of. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I mean, I'm, I'm just saying. Have fun. Yeah, I think we just, I think we left out fun in marriage. We, again, Hollywood and all these places say you die once you get married. I hate that. I do because it's not fair. You know. Because it's not that way. Well, no it isn't, but at the same time it is because you do have kids, you do get forgotten, but you know what? That's why you date your spouse You gotta date your spouse. You gotta re-up that fire. You know, so yeah. You may die a little bit inside, but you know what? You're going to come to realize and find out more stuff excites you. So Something when you just said that, though. What? When we come to Christ, we die, but mm-hmm. we get a new life. Right. I think it's, it's, it's a good kind of dying. Yeah. You're dying off the old you that was single once was, but now you're creating something new. The two shall become one. Mm-hmm. You die to yourselves and you become one yeah. person that you now have to work for and work with and commit to and make choices every single day to show them that they're a priority. 
and I say this and it's true. The reason divorces are huge today is because of two things. Well, there's probably more, but these are the big ones. You stop having fun. You stop having fun. You stop trying. You stop doing those things that you did before you got married. You you don't make your spouse a priority. And and if and if you are going through if you're going through a hard time or you're 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 tossing around the idea of the D word. One, the Bible says not to. There it's gonna be harder. But you know, you gotta sit there and think. Our lives were great at one time. We loved each other. What we was had, the point? What was the point that it turned? What, well, what what did you do in the beginning? You gotta think. You had fun. Mm-hmm. You had sex. Mm-hmm. You were intimate. You were so what caused it to die down? Mm-hmm. And what caused it it doesn't matter. Really what you know, what caused the downturn in your relationship doesn't matter because what you just said, like you die in Christ and you're reborn. You know what? Sit there and say, we once loved each other. We still love each other. We're just not having fun anymore. Or we're getting too distracted by the busyness of life. Right. It's time to re-up that relationship. If you're at that point, we feel for you and we want you to have fun. So decide, and that's another thing is, you know, the older we get, the less fun we seem to be having mm. when in reality should be we should be having all the fun the older we get. Right, because I mean we, we I mean what happens when you turn 55, 65, whatever, you stop working. Now you got all the time. Mm-hmm. Why not have fun? And yeah, and if you stop learning how to have fun, it's kind of like well, what are we going to do with ourselves? Right. <laughs> That's you true. know, so I about that. you got to keep having fun. And yeah, <laughs> sex Sex is fun. Yeah. I don't care who you are. Sex is fun. Some people, it may be work. For us, it's fun. Right. But it's just like, have fun. That's why I'm always like, I even though I know darn well it ain't going to happen, I told you, I was like, hey, you want to do it out there on the tree that I cut down? I knew darn well you weren't going to say yes, and I <laughs> knew it wasn't going to happen. Mm-hmm. But you know what? I'm trying to have fun. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to lighten the mood. Mm-hmm. Even, you know... You were kind of stressing about me being a crazy ding dong, you know, <laughs> cutting up, being just crazy ideas. But, you know, I was trying to lighten the mood. I was trying to get you to have fun. Think about sex. Think about. You know the saying, don't take life too seriously because you'll never get out alive. It's true. You can't take life too seriously. There are times to be serious. Yes. 100%. But if you take life too seriously, I mean, what you're just going to end up wasting your life away worrying and being stressed about all these things when you need to learn to enjoy yourself enjoy your spouse enjoy your time and you know it's it's like again we overcomplicate it and we overcomplicate it because the enemy is just like i that we're so, we're so easily fooled we're so easily persuaded and blinded we just need to get into that place where you know i'm telling you reading your bible every day we've been doing it every day this week like, we just really started doing it together again since he's been home. And it's making a huge difference, I think. Yeah, because you said you like a man rooted in God. I so. do. I think that's, like, so, so sexy. So yeah, I'm telling you. Every day. But I mean, we've don't been just busy. do it for me. No, do it because you want to. I'm doing it because, you know, I never got to spend this time with you. Mm-hmm. So 
that's why I come to you in the morning and go, hey, I read this. Mm-hmm. Let's read this. And then, right. I, you know, we figure out what we get out of it together. Right. And you can be, and that's the thing. You can be intimate through reading the Bible. Like that's something that most people don't think I about, mean, go, but you can. Literally, Song of Songs. Song you of Songs. Go to it. It's it's a it's a heated chapter. Read it. Tell me what you think. If anything, it may spark some ideas. Maybe in you. so, because they was getting it on back then, and they could do some you know fun things. Again, it's about pleasure. It's about you know keeping that intimacy and that romance alive. Like you just have to do that, you know. And and here's the other thing we were talking about this earlier is if anyone on here is struggling to a point where you're like, I need some specific advice. I need some specific help. Reach out. Not not even just that. It's, you know, if you feel like you're struggling in an area mm-hmm. or you you know, life is just you've got a weight on you. Sometimes, you know, you may not be able to talk to your spouse about it because mm-hmm. maybe it is your spouse. Mm-hmm. You know, but reach out to people. Mm-hmm. Talk to people because you will always get a different perspective. Absolutely. Absolutely. So Always, you know, find that person you can confide in. Your well, I know they don't know us from Adam, but you know, we we don't judge. No, we just sit here and go. Have you thought about this? Have you thought about this? And here's the thing: my husband and I, I I will brag a little bit about one of our abilities is to we have this ability to see both sides. We can have someone tell the story from both angles and we can we can understand both sides probably and, because we've been there yeah probably and we and we know how to like think in the different people's shoes different perspectives so there are many ways to reach out to us we have social media we have email we have all this stuff listed in the in the bio section and that part if you have an area you would like us to touch on or you're like man i'm having an area i'm struggling with this what does the bible say about this Reach out to us, and we'll try to we'll try to hit on that because we'll make a whole podcast for you. Yeah, because we don't know what you guys need unless we know. Like, unless you reach out and tell me. I mean, there's. I mean, these are the topics we're gonna be touching on: long distance relationships, addiction, uh, pornography, uh, all the stuff, that parenting, we, finances, the, mental health, the everything. Stuff that we've been really good and really bad at. Yeah, I mean, there's stuff that we can talk on because we were stupid enough and went through it, yep. and we can speak on the knowledge of. What happened while going but, through it? But also, it's not just helping you, because it's it, it helps it, us. Well, it helps us because one, it gives us a different point of view. We may not have read a specific chapter in the Bible yet, or we may have read it and we, we just, just we, we, didn't, we from, didn't get what right you're you, getting out right. Of it. So, and that's where it comes into any time where two or more are brought together in his name. Yeah. There that, he is in the There midst. he is in church. Yeah. So, so it's like, you know, don't hesitate to reach out and, and tell us what uh, you need. We are all here to help everybody. Yeah. It's not just, it's, it's not just Christian marriages either. I've said this before. We're here to help all marriages, but we talk, we talk biblical principles. So we hope you guys enjoy this episode. We definitely did. We're so excited to see like we'll probably have a third episode. Everything, on this. everything going on about it. Like we love this. So we hope you guys enjoyed this. Any feedback you can give, we appreciate it and we love it. And we will see you in the next episode. This wraps up episode eight. Eight, yeah, eight or seven point five. Pick one. Doesn't it's matter. eight. So it's eight. eight. This wraps up episode eight, and we'll see you in episode nine. We love you guys and stay blessed.